Satan's attack on Eve. Amen. And we've been talking about Satan as a deceiver. Am I right? Amen. And I told you that um, from this series of lessons, we'll learn the targets Satan aims at in your life, the weapons that he uses to attack you, the purpose that he wants to achieve, and the defenses God has provided for you. Are you with me? I'm just giving you a recap here, right? So Roman numeral one, we started off talking about the fact that Satan's target is what? Your mind. Amen. Why does he want to attack your mind? If he can get you to believe his lies, but if he can control your mind, your, the way of, your way of thinking, amen, he can what? He can then affect every area of your life. Do you not know that everything that you ever decide to do starts with a thought? Think about it for a minute. Amen. Everything we do begins with a thought, right? So you think it and then either you do it or you don't do it. But the point is that we must always remind ourselves that our thinking is of most important importance. Listen, how you think, amen, affects how you live. And if Satan can attack your mind, come on somebody, if he can infiltrate, infiltrate your mind, he will get you Amen. Off track. Are you with me? And so now we're going to go to uh, Roman numeral three, two, I believe. And, and we're going to look at the next thing we'll look at is Satan's weapons. We talked about, amen, Satan's target. Now let's talk about his weapons. Amen. And so let us pray and we'll look at Eve and how Eve was attacked by the enemy and how she uh, gave into that. Amen. So. What are, what are Satan's weapons? What are, what are one of his weapons? And, 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 and in your handout, you have it. What is it? His lies. Amen. Now, now, that is exactly what Satan did with Eve. Remember, we went to John 8. John 8 talks about the fact that, go to John 8 for me, one of my favorite passages. John chapter 8. And John chapter 8 is very, 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 very clear uh, as to who Satan really is. Are you with me? Go to John chapter 8, um, verse 42. And look what it says. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would what? You would love me, for I proceed forth and have come from God. For I have not even come on my own initiative, but what? He sent me. Why do you not understand what I'm saying? Is it because you cannot hear my what? Word? You are of your father, the what? The devil. And you, do, and you, you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from where? From the beginning. And does not stand in the what? In the truth. Because there's no truth in him. Are you with me? Look what it says. And whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own what? Nature. For he is a what? Liar and the father of lies. Now, 
I always go back to this passage because it tells us, it gives us, a lot, it gives us some clues. It says, number one, that from the beginning he was a murderer. Are you with me? He cannot stand in truth. Listen to this. Satan will never tell the truth. It's hard for him to tell the truth because there's no truth in him. He is the creator and the originator of lies. Do I have anybody? And isn't it amazing how many people believe a lie over the truth? Isn't that something? It's amazing to me. But one of the weapons that Satan uses to attack us is his lies. And so uh, what we find in scripture, we find, look what he says in verse 45. He says, but because I speak the truth, you do not what? Believe me. Look what he says. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I speak the truth, if I speak truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God does what? Uh-huh. For this reason, you do not hear them because you are what? Here's the thing. If you have a hard time hearing God's word and applying God's word to your life, come on, somebody. The question now is, amen, who are you really following? Are you with me? Jesus says, if you can't hear my word and apply my word, something is going on. And possibly, maybe the enemy has sold you a lie. Listen, the enemy wants you not to be attracted to the word of God. He does not want you to want a word. He wants you to, watch this, move on emotion. And he wants you to believe lies. Are you following me? Listen, if it does not line up with the word of God, if it can't pass the word test, then it's a lie. Do I have anybody? Amen. And so let's look at what Satan did. Satan used certain steps to get Eve to believe his lies. Let's go to Genesis chapter 3 for a minute. And we're going to look at Eve. Genesis is where it all began. And and let me say this to you. It's the same lie, just a different day. Come on, somebody. It's the same lie that he's been been, uh, promoting, the same lies he's been, uh, you know, living on, the same lie that he has been promoting all of his career as Satan. Are you with me? Now, look what the text says. The text says, what does the text say? The text says, now the serpent was more what? Craftier than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, indeed, has God said you shall not eat from any tree of the garden? Notice how Satan approached Eve. What's the first thing that he caused her to do, y'all? Question the word of God. Write it down somewhere. If Satan can get you to question the word of God. Remember we talked about the different grounds. Remember we talked about the good soil, the bad soil, the rocky soil. We talked about all these things because I've been tying these two lessons together. Tuesday night 
and Sunday morning, right? Watch this. Watch this. Satan doesn't want you to understand the word. Are you with me? But here's the other thing he doesn't want you to do. Here's the other thing he wants you to do. He wants you to question it. Notice what, notice what he said. He says, indeed, has God said? Are you saying that? So he did not deny whether God had spoken, but he simply questioned whether God had really said, watch this, what Eve thought he had said. See, Satan is a crafty somebody. Amen. When I say crafty, y'all, he's crafty. And listen, he will get you. Listen, I've watched people in church, right, get divided on, on a little doctrine. Right? Like, okay, so what are you saying? Oh, so what do you mean we're divided on tongues? Come on, somebody. We're divided on women preachers. We're divided on healing. And, and listen, and that's been the big fight in the body of Christ, but we shouldn't be fighting over it if the word is plain. The word, listen, we're fighting about prophets and priests and apostles and all this stuff, but that's Satan's tool, y'all. Do I have anybody? Satan's strategy is to cause us to get divided about little small doctrines. Watch this. And question whether or not God said that. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Satan was suggesting that we owe it to, your, that we owe it to ourselves. Watch this. To rethink what God said. Perhaps. Come on somebody. You misunderstood what he said. Now, can I ask you a question? What did God really say? Huh? Do y'all know what God really said? Let's go back to chapter 2 right quick. Amen. Let's go back and see what God really said. Do I have anybody? Amen. All right. So let's go to uh, chapter 2, 16. You may eat freely, but that is God speaking, right? Uh-huh. That's what God said, right? Now let's see what Satan said. Indeed, has God said you shall not eat from any tree of the garden? What did God say? God said you can eat freely from any tree you want except for what? One. What is Satan saying? He's, he's suggesting. It's the power of suggestion to get you to think again or doubt what God is, has already said. This is why when you hear a word, right, there's nothing to add to it. Don't add anything else to what I've said to you. Come on, somebody. If I said it, I meant it. Come on, somebody. And, and guess what? If you, if you trust in God and trust in the God in me, you would believe what I said from the word of God. But Satan will have you to, to put in these little loopholes and put in these little clauses and addendums to the word of God and causes us to do what? 
to doubt what God has said. Look what Satan said. Indeed, has God said? First of all, he's already spoken. Second of all, you shall not eat. Notice what Satan is pointing out first to bring temptation to her. He's pointing out, watch this, the things that we are restricted from, that she was restricted from first. Listen, if you want someone to do something, tell them what they not to do, and guess what they're going to do. Come on, we're learning something here today. This is a strategy. Amen. You ever tell a child not to do something, child go do it? Come on, somebody. Listen, listen, listen. There, there's a way to train a child to understand why they should not do it. But Eve did not hold on to was what God had said. What did God say? God said, if you eat from it, you will surely what? Die. Satan was also questioning whether God is good or not. He was implying if God was good to you, really loved you, watch this, would he keep something good from you? That's what he's implying here. He says you shall not eat the, the has indeed has God said. May I say something to you? This is a trick of the enemy. Amen. Go to the next verse. Look what he says next. The woman said to the serpent, from the fruit of the trees of the garden, we may eat. But from the fruit of the tree, which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat from it or what? Now, what did Eve did? What did she do right here? Huh? So, number one, not only would Satan have us God's word, but, God, but, then, but then watch this. Then he'll have us to deny God's word. But number three, he'll cause us to substitute God's word. Eve added. Go back to chapter 2. Verse, 16, verse 18. I'm sorry, verse 17. Of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat from it, you will surely die. Did God say anything about touching it? I don't think you heard what I said. You see, that's how people add to God's word. This is what they do. They add to his word simply because, watch this, they try to substitute it to make it, watch this, to make it fit their circumstance. You have to take God's word, saints, for what it is. Believe what it is and say, God, okay, it, this isn't hard. If you, if you said it, I believe it, that settles it. It used to be that way. But here we find, amen, that he says, listen, he says, he says, the woman said to the serpent, from the fruit of the tree of the garden, we may eat. Go on to verse 3 right there. He says, verse 3, but from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said you shall not eat from it or what? 
Did he say anything about touching it? So what Satan wants us to do is to question God's word, to deny God's word. Listen to this. Listen to this. If Eve just had not listened to Satan, Satan's word, she would have never fallen to the trap of denying God's word. Watch this. She substituted it. Satan desired for Eve to feel, watch this, that by taking of the fruit, she would be like God. See? Now, he, he's, 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 going, he's going in on her a little bit more, but, 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 but listen to her answer. See, her answer to his question, watch this, shows how little Bible knowledge she had. But not only that, and this is the thing about us, y'all, we have to ask ourselves a question, amen. How much Bible knowledge do we have? And are we coming to church and are we learning? Are we really learning anything? Is our lives changing? Because you and I have the power of the word of God, but if we question and if we deny it and if we, listen, you know what, you know what Satan wants you to do? Satan wants you and I to substitute the word, watch this, with worldliness. I got a problem I'm going through, so rather than hold on to God's word, you're going to try to fix it yourself. You're going to try to go out and try to create something, amen, that cannot fix your problem. But if you and I were to stand upon, listen, the most precious thing that we have is the word of God. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the what? Mouth of God. So therefore, here's the thing, y'all. If you don't understand the word, then you ought to get some, get some training and get some understanding. You have a Bible study methods class here. We have a lot of things in our church to help you to better understand the word of God. But here's the thing. The more you know the word, the more you can use it in everyday situations but if you have listen if you don't believe it how many of you believe it let me ask this question how do you know you believe it how do you know you really believe the word by living it but do we live it all the time no when we get into circumstances and situations in life what do we do do we panic or do we go to the word we panic, right? And the last thing we pick up is the word. Jesus said, man should not live by what? Bread alone. But when you're living on the word, listen, if Satan can get you to question it, I don't feel that no more. That, that, that ain't for me anymore. I, you know, you know and, and, and the list goes on. Amen? Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. S listen. What, what Satan was after was the fact that he wanted, he understood that if I can get Eve to not believe the word, but to just add in what she thought it meant, that is what you call in, in, in Bible study methods, it's called isogee. There is exegy where you draw out. That's what exegy means. 
But isoge means that you're adding to the word. Eve simply added to the word because she didn't understand how powerful the word was. Well, let's just stop for a minute. She did not understand how powerful God is. The fact that it was God that said it. And may I say this to somebody here today? If God said it, he meant it. But we shouldn't add to it. If it says what it says, why do we add to the word of God? Why do we think we need to add or substitute? Amen? This was, an added, this was the attitude that led them to rebellion against God. You know what? Satan wanted to establish his own kingdom. And what Satan is doing here to Eve is he's suggesting some things. Go to verse 4. Go to verse 4. Look what he says. The serpent said to the woman, look, look, what, the, look, look, what, the, look, look what the serpent did. Now, now, here's what's so amazing, right? We, we see Satan's response. But look at Eve's response. Number one, she took away from the word. Number two, she added to the word. And number three, she changed the word. Oh, I wish I could help you today. I, I hope I'm helping you today. Let me say this to somebody here. Take it for what it is. Stop trying to make it into a doctrine. People are going to lie to you, but listen to me real carefully. If they can't match it to the word. I had somebody tell me, you know, um, you know uh, this prophet told me X, Y, Z, elemental P. I said, okay. You know, if God told him, why didn't he tell you? How come God didn't speak to you directly? Is it because a man can profile you and tell you about your problems? Everybody got problems in here. But we have to be very careful, saints. This is one of Satan's strategies. We'll question the word. We'll deny the word. We'll substitute the word. We'll take away from the word, we'll add to the word, and we will what? Ultimately what? Change the word. This is Eve. Watch this. Watch this. Watch what he says. Look what Satan does. The serpent said to the woman, you surely will not die. Now, what's going on here? What God said wasn't good enough. That's what's going on here. What God said, listen, how many of you believe this? He'll never leave you nor forsake you. How many believe that? Who said that, first of all? Now, let me say this. Can you believe that, but can you believe the other things he said? Huh? Yeah? Okay, all right. So, so let's see if we can believe this. You're cursed with a curse. I don't think you're hearing what I'm saying. You, you understand what I'm saying? You, you, you see what I'm saying? He said, he said the devourer would come and take away everything you have. Why? Because you've been robbing God. Do you believe that? See, we don't want to believe that, but we want to believe just the good stuff. 
It happens, doesn't it? Listen, listen, I remember I said, right, giving is done out of a heart of, of love, right? But watch this. Here's what I, let me liberate somebody here for a minute, right? The principle of tithing still exists today. The principle. So what I'm saying is if you're struggling financially, okay, and some of us are struggling financially, if you are struggling financially, it's because maybe, possibly, there are two, two reasons. Number one, you're mismanaging. And number two, you're not giving to God as you should. So now, God said from his word, right? If you don't do this, this will happen. And you're feeling it. Am I right? Some of us. Some of us are feeling the crunch. Some of us are living paycheck to paycheck. That's the same God that told Eve, don't, don't eat from the tree. It's the same God that said, if you don't, amen, give back what's holy to me, guess what's going to happen? This is the principle. Let me give you another one, right? He said in Genesis, right, after Eve messed up, and Eve and Adam, amen, it was Eve that messed up first, amen. Let me get that straight, okay? Now watch this. Here's what he said. He said, in pain you shall have child. In, in childbirth you will have pain. How many had babies in here? I said this on Tuesday, right? Did, was it painful? Amen. It was painful, wasn't it? For some of you it was painful. Now, did y'all have pain in childbirth, mothers? All right. So if God said that would happen, right, and it happened, oh, come on, somebody. That's God's word, right? Then, then the same thing will happen with your finances. If What does God say about your finances? The tenth part of it's holy. Right? The same God that said that. But here's the thing. The same God that says, I, I've been young and now I'm old. But I've never seen the righteous. See, we like those kinds of scriptures, but it's the, watch this. It's the scriptures that have the promises that are tied conditionally. There's a condition attached to that promise. He says, watch this. He says, listen to me real good. He says, and I will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing where you will not know how to receive it. I don't know about you this morning. But I've had the windows of heaven open up on me. I don't know about you, y'all. But, but I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I, 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 I may not have everything I desire or want. But I have exactly what I need. And I thank God that the windows of heaven are open and in due season. Listen, you don't want heaven's windows closed on you. But here's the thing, y'all. The same God that promised it is the sa that said it is the same one that promised. And what Satan wants us to do is to question this, this. He's after your mind, but he wants you to question this. He don't want you to pick this up. If he gets you to pick this book up, he knows that you will be set free. Listen, Jesus gave us a great example when he was tempted in the wilderness. A great example. 
When Satan came to him and tempted him, he tempted him, but Jesus' response was not his own word, but it was the word of God because he was the word. Now, Satan, watch this, he knew that Jesus was in a vulnerable position. He knew Eve was in a vulnerable state. Now, the question is, how did he infiltrate her? He infiltrated her, watch this, by suggesting. He never did it. He suggested to her. What did he suggest to her? From the tree that's forbidden. Look what he says. Look at Satan's word. Now, now we, I took you to John 8. John 8 says he was a liar from the what? From the beginning. Am I right about it? Is that what the word says? Man, we're putting this thing together, y'all. He said that he was a liar from the beginning. Correct? But here he is saying to Eve, you surely, now let me ask you a question. Who has authority over your life? Who has the greater authority? God? I hope God has the greater authority over your life. Watch this. Watch this now. Who is Satan? Satan has no authority over your life. But why do we give him so much authority? Why do we give him so much of our thoughts and time and why do we give in to his suggestions? Is he more powerful than God? Can I ask you something? Why did she believe it? You know why she believed it? Because she doubted it. She did not believe the one who said it. Saints, I want, to tell, I want to help you with something. If you were to just open the word and read it and say, God, I'm going to do this this week. I'm going to take what passages preach and I'm going to apply this thing to my life every single day. You will begin to see a transformation in your life like you've never seen before. But may I say this to you? Only a few of us do it. Because when we get out into the world, guess what happens to us? We are taught that we got to do this thing on our own. You can't do it apart from God. Go to the next verse. Go to the next verse. Verse 5. For God knows that in the day you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God knowing what? What is Satan suggesting? That God was number one, holding back on you. And number two, you can become like God. Let me say this to you. You see Satan's motive, but that's what caused him to get kicked out of heaven. What caused him to get kicked out of heaven? He thought he was better than God. He thought he was powerful like God. He thought, 
And he was suggesting to Eve, Eve, listen, you will be just like God. Knowing what? In other words, if you eat from this, you'll have knowledge just like God. You will know good and evil. But guess what? He tricked her, didn't he? Go to verse 6. Now, now notice this. She had looked at it before, but now she's looking at it with different eyes. She's looking at it with eyes that says, I don't believe what God says. So watch this. It's the lust of the eyes. The lust of the flesh. And the boastful pride of life. Read it. Uh-huh. See that? See that? And desirable to what? So, so notice, it was good for food, her stomach, right? It was a delight to her eye. It was appealing to her, to her flesh, her flesh nature. And watch this. And it was desirable to make one wise. In other words, she wanted to be like God. What the Bible says, she took from it. And what did she do? And he ate. And what happened? Verse 17, then both of their eyes, both, then the eyes of both of them were open and they knew that they were naked. See this? Prior to this, they were in innocence. Now they, listen, because, listen, Satan didn't push her to do it. Satan didn't pry her to do it. You know what Satan did? All Satan did was cause her. Listen to me real good, and I'm, I'm done. He caused her, before, be, be, not about the lies, but to question God's word. I wish I had time out to take it. Next week, I'll take it to Jesus and show you how he did this. But let me say this to you. When a person believes a lie that Satan goes to work in their life, Listen to this. Satan is a counterfeiter, an imitator. So he has a counterfeit gospel. I'm sorry, he got some counterfeit Christians. He got some counterfeit gospel. He has counterfeit ministers. He has counterfeit righteousness. He has counterfeit church churches. He has counterfeit doctrines. And he has a counterfeit Christ which is the Antichrist. See, Eve gave in because she did not truly believe what